Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. This is JC, and I am your hostess today. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's on the line? Good morning, JC. Happy Monday. It's Sister Tracy. God is good all the time. Yes, yes. Good morning, Sister Tracy. You have a great day, sweetheart. You do the same. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank you. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Cool Victory. This is JC. Good morning. Happy Monday. God bless everyone on the call. This is Sister Lisa. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I love that. Good morning. Happy Monday, Sister Lisa. Have a great day. Thank you. Very welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good Amen. Happy Monday, Sister Yvonne. Yes, God is good all the time. You have a beautiful day, sweetheart. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to the Clinton Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Happy Monday to you. God bless you you too, grateful Deborah Evans and Monica. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you. You're welcome and thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday and welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Anyone else on the line like to say good morning? The day the Lord has made, we shall all rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Happy, happy Monday. New month. Good morning, JC. Happy Monday. It's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Have a great day and happy yeah. Monday to you, huh? Thank you. You too as well. Thank you and you're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Beginning of a new week. All be safe, stay positive. God bless you all. Good morning, JC. Happy Monday, for this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall, I will, I dare not rejoice in his goodness, his grace, and his mercy. Happy Monday. It's the beginning of a new week that he's graced us with. Let's get it. Let's thank him. Let's praise his name. Have a great day, JC. Have a great day. Declare victory. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you again, and good morning, Sister Rochelle, and happy birthday again. Have a blessed week, sweetheart. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Sister Susie. Oh, good morning, sis. How are you? <clears throat> I'm doing great, sweetheart. I need I I need uh, a prayer big time. Sure, my, go ahead. My, my husband Rick is looking like he's going to leave me. Oh, okay. yes. 
so sorry to hear that. We're praying for your relationship. Put it in God's hands. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And call me when you want. Okay, give me the number again. I'll text it to you. I'll send it to you. To, to yes, yeah, send it to me. All right, sweetie. Have a blessed uh, day. You too. Love you. I love you more. Love good you morning. Good morning. All right. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. What else? Happy Monday. Welcome to October. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Stacey. Is there anyone else you'd like to say? Good morning, God morning, hello. (laughs) Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Good morning, good morning. JC, I'll be your hostess for today. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else that would like to say hello before we get started? Okay, what's time to get started with the call? Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again, my name is JC and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of October, where our monthly theme is entitled Sonship. Each declarer will focus on the how to continue God's work by being a leader in his plan. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for married couples or married hopefuls. You can call in to the same phone number tonight at 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9.30 to, p- excuse me, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will be happy that you did. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ramona. The declaration will be brought by Christina Joy. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. Once again, order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ramona. The declaration will be brought by Christina Joy. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today, Ephesians 1 and 5, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself 
according to the kind intention of his will. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Ramona. God bless you guys, and I love you all. Hello, good morning, good morning. Good morning, declare with your family. Let's just get our minds and our hearts um, to our Heavenly Father. Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, Father, we just come right now, Lord, just saying glory to your name. We thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning with plans for giving us life and life more abundantly, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for your love that you have towards us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your your um, eye that you keep on us, Lord God. And we just ask you to forgive us of any sins that we have committed, the ones we know and the ones we don't know, Lord God. And we thank you. We thank you for your forgiveness. And we ask you, Father, to look in our heart, clean our heart, Lord. Anything that you have not planted, anything that you did not put there, we ask you to remove it right now in the name of Jesus. We don't want nothing that is not of you. We don't want nothing that you did not give us. So we just say thank you for your unplugging and removing. Father, and we just ask you, Lord God, I don't know who was on the prayer list, but I know Rochelle is asking us to pray for her bonus brother, Ronaldo. He is having his leg amputated today. So, Father, we are lifting up Ronaldo to you right now, Father. And we are asking you to be with him. We asking you to be the um, in the doctor room and, and to um, bless the doctor hands for all the people that is going to be assisting him in this surgery today. We just pray, Father, that he be in your hands, and we know them are good hands. And we thank you, Father God, for your your love towards him and, and your healing towards him and your um your 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 everything you want to do for him in on, on this day, Lord God. Just keep him a protective father and just touch him in a way that only you can. She also asked us to pray for Renaya, her daughter. She's going back to U C L A Law. We're just praying that she knows Christ as her Lord and Savior and that God, Father God, you continue to crown her with strength and wisdom and direction, Father God, and order her steps, Father, as she goes, Father, and give her the wisdom and the understanding that she needs. And we just pray your covering over her, Father God, and we thank you for your blessings towards them. Father, we just lift up everybody also here on Declare Victory. You know us, Lord. You formed them in our mother's womb. You know everything about us. You know exactly what we need. So we just depended on you to give us what we need, not what we want, but what we need. We need you on every leaning side. We need you to lead and guide us into all truth. So we just say, Father, have your way in and through us, Lord God. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We, we cannot thank you enough for all that you are doing in us, for all that you're doing in our life, for all that you're doing in our family life, Father God. And we just continue to glorify you and thank you for it, Father. And we also ask you to touch our family. Father, because you know the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and to divide. So we just pray, Lord, that you intercede in the name of Jesus, that your blood does what it does. It's never lost its power. It unites. It's love, Father. And we just say thank you, Lord God, for bringing families back together to be in unity, to be in love. 
We say thank you. We pray for marriages right now, Lord God, that you touch marriage, Father, because we know that, once again, the enemy is coming to divide them. So we just pray, Father, that you touch them, Father, and you touch them in such a way that they understand that he, um, that the, the man is the head. He's the head and not the tail, Lord God. And we pray that you would give the wife what she needs to be the um, submissive and to be the loving wife that you called her to be, Father. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you're going to continue to strengthen, strengthen to, to the core that they shall have you as a foundation. And we thank you, Father God. And Father, we just ask you to open us up on sonship. As we come into this month on sonship, Father, we thank you that you sent your only begotten son who came who came and died for us, Father, to unite us back in, align us back in relationship with you, that we can have relationship with you, that we can be the um, kingdom here on earth. So we just ask you, Father God, that you open up our minds as you sing or declare and give us the um, understanding of even the more that we are sons of God, Father God, that we are sons, that we have accepted your son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior, that we are adopted into the beloved. Oh, we thank you, Father God, that you adopted us into the beloved, Father God, that you you are our Father, Father, that we also give us, Lord, the understanding that we have obligations, Father God, to it, Father. So also give us, Father God, to thank you for the assurance that we have of 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 sonship, of knowing that we are um, adopted into the beloved, that we are accepted. Oh, thank you for accepting us, Lord God. Thank you. We we thank you that you saw us and you knew we needed you. We needed a savior. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for coming and saving us and getting us back in line with our Father, that we can be called sons and daughters of Christ, of, of you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, thank you, Father God. And thank you for the, also that we um, get the privilege the privilege, the riches, and, and the glory that you give us that comes from being your son, your daughter, Father God. So just continue to enlighten us, to open us up to understanding of the even the more of who we are and whose we are. We are accountable to, accountable to you. You paid the debt for us, Lord God. So we just say thank you, Lord Jesus. We glorify you because you are amazing, God. So right now, Lord, we just actually, everybody, you know, just to come up off you just to give God praise and glory for being amazing, for being for us, not against us, for sending his only begotten son who to come and die for us, to align us back into his name. So, Father God, we thank you, Jesus. We glorify you, God. We thank you, God, for God. Thank you for being so much, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for giving us the glory to the most high God. Thank you, Father God, for making us We are Hallelujah. We can take energy. Hallelujah. Lord God. Oh God. 
for the years and so
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God. We thank you for this moment, waking me up this moment, giving me this opportunity to just speak a word that you've given me. I ask that not my will, but thy will be done. But I decrease so that Holy Spirit, you increase. Abby, you have your way in and through this moment, in and through this call from the moment I start to the moment love, life, and victory begins. I ask that you would have your way. And that the words out of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. Cover this call. Cover this declaration. Cover every word with the blood of Jesus. As I ask forgiveness of all sins, known or unknown, so that this prayer and this declaration be not hindered. And I thank you right now that you will cause there to be a, a revelation that is released in this teaching, that there will be a breakthrough moment, um, a breakthrough atmosphere that is being uh, released right now for every single listener on the call. As the entrance of your word will bring light and give understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, uh, Moxie, for ushering us into the throne. Thank you so much uh, for that prayer. Thank you for um, everyone who released their sound. And thank you, JC, for hosting this morning. I am Christina Joy. It is October 2nd, 2023. It is 9.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and this is the first Monday of the fourth quarter of 2023. Uh, the first Monday, the second day of the first quarter, the fourth quarter. And one of the things that I thought about was how um, this year has flown by, first and foremost. <laughs> but the last quarter of every day a lot of times is one of the most crucial. It's, also, it's not just how you start, but it's how you finish the first and the fourth quarters. And I just want to remind every single person under the sound of my voice to finish strong. Finish strong. All right. So um, we're talking about sonship this month. I am excited um, because as uh, Dion um has taught me and as well as others, as she always says, uh, there are levels to this, right? There are levels to this thing. And so before we talk about sonship today, I want to talk about the mindsets um, that lead up to sonship a lot of the time. So when you think about sonship, um, let's talk about how someone actually arrives to that understanding of who they are in Christ. So one of the things that, um, by definition, sonship means is the state or factor relation of being a son. Um, however, a lot of times people who come into the faith, uh, they come into the faith with a slave or a servant mentality, a slave or a servant mentality. Um, and a slave mentality basically uh, means that there is a mental attitude that includes feelings of inferiority. Um, what's interesting is that 404 years ago, when we talk about this country, the United States of America, 
uh, a lot of people who affiliate with being African-American, their ancestors were slaves. Um, I recently found out from my brother doing research, uh, we were able to trace back our lineage on my mother's, um, I guess on my mother's side of the family, um, and found where some of our ancestors were in North Carolina down to the slave um, area that they were in, the slaves that they were part of. And unfortunately, with a lot of us here who are African-American or Black, we are unable to get all the way back in time when we think about where we're from, because slaves were not given names a lot of times. When you go to census, they were just shown their gender, their age, and maybe a description about how they were. So the problem with having a lack of your identity and knowing that you came from slaves is a passing down, so to speak, even in the natural realm of a slave mentality. Because when you think about 400 years ago, 404 years ago, we have ancestors that had children, that had children, and all these children were born into slavery. So there are certain things and certain parts of them um, that were passed down. And some of those things were a mentality. That mentality can also feed into how you view God. And you can come at God with a mindset of you are a servant or a slave. Um, so once you get beyond that mindset, right, you get to the mindset of I am a friend of God. You know, there's that song that says I am a friend of God, right? And then in John 15, 15, even Jesus says, I no longer call you servants or slaves any longer, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you my friend. So then you get to this understanding and this revelation of, oh, man, Jesus is my friend. So that's a good thing in the sense that you no longer view yourself as a slave or a servant, but then it's a dangerous thing because you can have your friend ride a shotgun while you go rob a bank. At the end of the day, you will do whatever you want to do around your friend without necessarily feeling the conviction. So God looking at Jesus as being your friend is a, is a step above looking at him as being your, your master. But in the same regard, it can cause you to think that you can live however you want to live because it's your homie. It's your ace boom coon. So, then after that, you get to this revelation that I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Mm. John, First John 3, 1 in the Amplifier says, see what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown us that we would be permitted to or be named and called the children of God. And so we are. And so we are. So we are. So you have that, okay, I'm a child of God. I am a son. I am a daughter. But then when you do it like that, that's great. However, you can put a gender role in your identity of how you relate to, to the Lord. And when you think about sonship, you think about your spirit man. And sonship has nothing to do with gender. Being a son and being called a son has absolutely nothing to do with your biological identity as a male or a female. 
it is in, in fact the state fact a relation of being a son and being a son means you are an heir you have an inheritance you have things that are in the heavenly realm that are rightfully yours because of who you are so anyway that's all i would say about that that's all i'm gonna say about that for now but if you all don't mind we are going to turn to a very uh popular text for this teaching um in luke and it's in the 15th chapter starting at verse 11 um going down to verse 31. luke 15 11 through 31. all right so i will go ahead and read if you all have your bible app um or if you have your bible i urge you to read with me um because again faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god so not only will you see it but you will hear it and the interest of his word will bring light and understanding so let's go luke 15 verse 11 it says to illustrate the point further jesus told them this story a man had two sons the younger son told his father I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his field to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants, and in some translations it says, even the slaves have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filling with love, filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. And meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he was asked, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, all these years I've, what? I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. But in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, 
you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your, your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So if I was to coin this teaching any, with any title, it would be the dangers of a slave or a servant mentality. The dangers of a slave or a servant mentality. And what before I go forward, because I kind of just kind of threw myself and jumped into this because I was excited. I want to remind everybody, um, while I was reading the text, I heard a little noise. If you could please put your phone on mute. Again, that, that affects and protects the integrity of the call for those listening live and on the playback. So before I continue, I just had to say that. Please, please, please make sure your phone is on mute. Now, let's continue the dangers of a slave or a servant mentality. Um, when the Lord gave me this text to, to teach on, this text a lot of times has been coined about being the parable of the prodigal son. But what I was um, given by revelation of hope from the Holy Spirit is, there is a danger in both sons in this text. And that is because they both were operating um, from a place of a slave or a servant mentality. And let me, let me, and let's go, let's go, let's go into the text a little further. So I have a few points, a few points that will give you the reasons why there is a danger of having a slave or a servant mentality, especially with your relationship with the Lord. So number one, the problem with the slave or servant mentality is that it causes a resentment from judging and comparing one's life to another member of the kingdom of God. So let's unpack that. Sonship is tied to your spirit. Sonship it does not deal with a gender. Sonship is all about kingdom. It's all about kingdom. And if you look at the son who stayed and never did anything, he had a very judgmental view of his brother. He had a very judgmental view of his brother. He said, in verse 29, he said, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. And in verse 30, yet when this son of yours, not my brother, he's not even looking at him no more as his brother. He's saying that son of yours. When this son of yours comes after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate him. So he said in that word, I slave for you. How bad is that? It's been right there with his father all this time in close proximity and not once thought of himself as a son. He thought of himself as a slave. And again, having a slave mentality gives you this feeling of inferiority. It is, it is truly a mental blockage and a bondage that will make you believe that everything you're doing is for nothing. It gives you a, a sense of a low achievement of your individual life or dissatisfaction with how you're living. He's in his father's house. He can have, he has access to every single thing the father has. 
And instead, he's like upset because his his brother's getting something that he wish he would have gotten. But the father said to him, everything I have is yours. He never had to ask for anything. It was his from the, from the beginning. But he didn't look at it that way. You see what I'm saying? He didn't look at it that way. He looked at himself as a slave like he didn't have access to those things. So again, because of that, it caused resentment in his heart, even in what he was doing for his father. You ever have people when you think, and that's the danger of a slave mentality, you can have people working in the church, serving in the church, but have a resentment in their heart and judging and comparing their life to somebody else's, and it causes them to do something instead of because of their love for God, because they enjoy doing this, and because they enjoy being with God, instead, they're just doing it because they feel like they're obligated to, but their heart's not in it. So anyway, that's the first point. The first point is that slave and servant mentality will cause you to have resentment. All right, number two. The second problem with that slave and servant mentality is that it gives one a false expectation that because they are serving and being obedient to God, that in return, he should reward their good behavior. It creates a relationship of God with God of doing for him instead of being with him. Um, what One of the top 10 unhealthy emotional spiritual ways of being in life in, their, in terms of being a Christian is doing for God instead of being with God. Um, Think about Mary and Martha. Martha was so busy doing for God that she was trying to tell Jesus what to do and how he should tell Mary to get up and help. But instead, Mary understood the importance of the moment and sat at his, and sat at his feet and was just there with him. Was just there with him. When you have this mentality, the slayer and the servant mentality, you get to this point where you expect that because you're doing the right thing, you're being pious, you're following the Ten Commandments and living according to the law, that you should have some type of reward. You should have some type of reward. And that's not what that's not what this is. That's not what this is. You can't sit here and think that because you're doing for God, eventually you'll get something in, in, in response of that. Um, because then what happens is your sense of worth and validation will shift from God's unconditional love for you in Christ to your work and your performance. And I, and I hear somebody saying, well, you know, in James, it says faith without works is dead. That's true. It says that. But it's not works without faith. Faith comes first. Faith is the thing that is the most important part of it because you, it is impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you have to first believe. You first have to have faith. And having that faith will allow you to want to do. 
but you're not doing because you expect this doing will give you this faith. No, you have the faith that in spite of whatever you're going through, all things will work together for the good because what? You love God and you are called according to his purpose. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. All right? So it's not, I'm going to do all this stuff and God's going to reward me. Okay, I'm going to fast for 21 days. And because I'm fasting for 21 days, God is going to answer this prayer that I have for him to change the mind of somebody else and go against their will. That That's not, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. But that's the danger of a slave or a servant mentality, okay? It gives you that false expectation that because you're serving and being obedient, you will get a reward. And, and that's, you should never, you should never do anything for God with the expectation of you're doing something as a quid pro quo. Scratch my back, I, I scratch yours. I'm doing something for you, so you do something for me. A tit for tat. That's not, that is not the way that you operate when it comes to the most reverential Lord who honestly allows us, because of his grace and mercy, the opportunity to live. Not your alarm that wakes you up. It's not because you prayed uh, before you went to sleep and you went through 10 Psalms before you laid down that you woke up. I read the word. No, it's because of his grace and his mercy, his love for you, that he breathed his life into you this morning. It's not It's not because of what you did the day before. The sun rises on the just and the unjust. That's that's in the word. All right, let me keep going. I'm not going to harp on that. I'm not going to harp on that too much longer. Okay, number three, because I got, I got a few more points I got to get through. Number three, a third problem with the slave or the servant mentality is that it opens the door for guilt and shame to hinder your relationship with the Father. And it gives an illusion that one deserves punishment as a result of disobedience. So let's talk about the son that left. The son that left, when he came back in verse 21, he said, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. He said that. So he came through the door full of guilt and shame. Now, if you notice, his father was filled with love and compassion. Not condemnation, not anger. It says the father was filled with love and compassion. But because the son had walked through the door with the mindset of he was not worthy of being called his son. And why do I say that? Because he said it already before he even went to the house. He said in verse 18, I'm going to go home to my father and I'm going to tell him. He had already prepared this speech that he was going to tell his father. So in his mind, he said, because he sinned, he's no longer worthy of being called his son and to take him on as a hired servant. So guilt and shame opened the door, right? It was open because his mentality as a, his mentality as a slave and a servant opened the door for guilt and shame. And so when he came to his father, it hindered even his embrace. He didn't even understand in that moment that his father was filled with love and compassion. 
because he still said he wasn't worthy to be called his son. Now, I want to pause right here because he said this, which is disobedience, and felt that his disobedience needed to have the result of a punishment. But that's what a slave and a servant mentality does. Because when you, when you even think about historically the way slaves were treated, if they did something wrong, they got punished. They did something wrong, they got punished. They got whipped, they got beaten, they got put in a hot box. Something happened to them. They tried to run away. They would, they would cut the um, Achilles, the, pipe, the back of their legs, so they couldn't run anymore. They would cut it in such a, in such a way where they wouldn't bleed out, but it would, it would affect the way they walked so they could no longer run. They had it down to a science. But there was some form of punishment. They would get a brand, something, ripped away from their family, sold to another plantation. Something happened as a result of disobedience when it came to slaves historically. When you think about what happened even in this country, right? So because of that, that mentality that comes with being a slave or being a servant makes you think that you deserve punishment as a result of disobedience. And that is an illusion. Um, but that's what happens when you operate from that realm of thinking in your relationship with God. So when bad things happen to you, you associate it with, I must have deserved this because of something I did. And that totally negates the reason why Jesus died on the cross, because he took all of your sins. He took every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, every sin. And he bore them on the cross. And he went and he died and he put his blood and shed it for us in heaven. Because it says that um, the blood of Jesus screams out a message of forgiveness because it is sprinkled upon the mercy seat. So he literally took his blood that he shed for us as a sacrifice eternally for all sin of all mankind and placed it on the mercy seat. And it speaks still to this day and cries out forgiveness. So for you to sit here and say that you deserve punishment because of your disobedience, you are coming against the blood of Jesus that's crying out forgiveness for everything you ever do. And that is the danger of being in the mentality of a slave or a servant. Okay, let me keep going. Number four, a fourth danger, the slave and the servant mentality, is that it prevents one from receiving the revelation of the secrets of God that are only revealed to sons. Let me go down to John 15, 15. Where Jesus said, I do not call you slaves or servants any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I called you my friends because I made known to you everything I have heard from my father. I have revealed to you everything I have learned from him. So he's saying a servant or a slave does not know what his master is doing. 
even down to the son that stayed all those years. In his mind, he was slaving for his father and never refused to do a single thing he told him to. He says, you never gave me one young goat to feed with my my friends. But the father said, everything I have is yours. In other words, you never had to ask me for anything. If you wanted to take a young goat and go have a feast with your friends, you, you could have. You didn't have to ask for that. But because he thought he was slaving for his father, because he thought his good behavior deserved some sort of, some sort of a reward, he never got the revelation that he never had to act for anything. So when you come to when you come to God as a slave or a servant, and you're begging and you're pleading for something that has already been ordained and has already been decreed as being your portion according to what's written about you in the volumes of the books concerning your life. You're begging and pleading for something you should never have to ask for. So when your mindset shifts from thinking you have to beg and plead God for something that's yours, you will instead come with a posture of thanksgiving and thank him for that which is already yours instead of asking him for something that's yours. That, that is like, how can I describe it? It's like, okay, I'll use something we all have. It's like having a phone, cell phone. It's your phone. It's, it's your phone. Your name is on it. It's, the number is associated with you. If someone calls, they get to you. But you're over here asking your neighbor or you're asking somebody else if you can use your phone. But it's your phone. Why, do you, why are you begging and pleading somebody else and asking them for permission to use something that's yours? That, that's how it sounds when we come to God with a slave or a servant mentality and a prayer and we're asking him, for something that he has already said is ours. You don't have to ask for that. It's yours. It's yours. So anyway, let me let me go. Let me keep going. That's number four. We'll recap. Number four, the fourth danger, it prevents one from receiving revelation of the secrets that are only revealed to sons. So not only do you not understand the revelation of whatever is yours, and you're you're begging for something that's already yours you're also missing out on the opportunity to know what's going on in the kingdom, what's going on with the shifting and the changing of the guards, what's going on in the nation, um, in in the atmosphere shift, and you're not understanding what's going on because you operate from the flavor of servant mentality, and so you're not getting that revelation. You're not getting that revelation. But that's because you don't, you don't think you deserve it. All right, let me, let me go to the last point. The fifth and the final danger of a slave or a servant mentality is that it is tied to a religious spirit. When you go to the text, it says to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. To illustrate the point further to who? To who? If you go to Luke, Luke 15, verse 1, it says, 
tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. Verse 2, this made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. So the reason why Jesus even gave the story of the parable of the lost son as the Sadducees the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law were complaining about Jesus spending time with tax collectors and other notorious sinners. So if it was like this present day, it would be as if Jesus was hanging out with the gangster disciples, the blood, the crypts, the Latin kings. He's posted on the corner with the dope boys. He's over here telling the water boys to follow them so they don't have to be thirsty if they try to give them some water. He's like, yo, you come to me. I give you some, I'll fill your thirst so you will never have to be hungry or thirsty again. You don't have to drink that water no more if you come follow me. So they like, yo, what is he talking about? You understand what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to fill that water no more. He over here going out and having lunch with prostitutes or those that are transgender in the community. And then you've got the bishop elects that are, the, <laughs> you got the priest and the pope and you got all of these religious people that are just. Uh-oh, hold on, y'all. My AirPod died. See, I'm on I'm on a road and my AirPod wanna die. So these religious people that were jealous because they thought who was Emmanuel, which literally means God with us here on the earth, was spending too much time with people that they deemed less than them. Thing is, they got upset with Jesus. Didn't even understand because they had got so good at teaching law. They had got so good at judging others. They had so got so good at being on their high horse and being so righteous and full of that religious spirit that they never even recognized that they literally had God walking amongst them. Understand? So instead, they just complained. They didn't know what it was like to be with God, to just bask in his presence. And unfortunately, which is the point of the story, is that the son that was right with the father, that was doing everything right, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, was no different than one that ran off and squandered his money. Because they both were operating from a slave or a servant mentality. But on the flip side, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the religious people, their, their, their operation of being that way was directly in connection with the religious spirit that, that, that had them in a stronghold. So I say all that to say. Or a servant mentality comes directly from a religious spirit. You have to break off from a religious spirit in order to even go higher with God. That's all I have. So, Father, right now, I thank you. I thank you for even allowing this word to enter. Uh-oh, I'm fading. Hold on. Better. 
I hope it's on better show. I ask that you would allow this word and the interest of this word that it would not only bring light and it would bring understanding, but that it would cause for there to be a release of your the violent flame of your love, which would burn up any religious spirit attached inside of the hearts and the minds of anybody under the sound of my voice. I thank you right now that you will cause them to be see, to be free for who the sun sets free. Is free indeed. Allow them to be free from this mindset of slave or servant mentality. Allow them to be free from feeling like they are in bondage of a religious mindset, of a religious spirit. And instead of instead, as we bind a religious spirit in the name of Jesus, we loose your liberty and your freedom into their lives and into their minds and into their hearts. That you would allow for them to know who you are from another place, instead of from one that is at the place of a slave or a servant. And again, I ask forgiveness of everything. So this prayer be not hindered in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. All right, I'm done. Um, That's all I got for you guys. And I will open up the call first. To any men who have joined us, number two, anybody who is a first timer, and then it'll be every single body who wants to say hello before we jump into love, life, and victory. Y'all go ahead and speak if you're any gentleman that would like to say good morning. All right, no men want to speak, so I'm not sure if everyone's off mute, uh, Shell. But anyway, anybody first time callers want to say something? Any first time callers? Um, nobody. All right, anybody else want to speak? I'll just open it up to everybody. Anybody good want to morning. say good morning? Good morning, Christina good morning. Joy. It's Kenya. Great way to start the month. Hey. I heard someone else. Who's that to say good morning? Good, good morning. morning. Sunshine. All right, I heard sunshine, and then I heard someone else. Kindness. Good morning, kindness. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning, Kenya. Good morning, it's Jubilant. Hey, Gigi. Hey, Juju. Anybody else? Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Good morning, this is Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Hey, Sister Sylvia. Good morning, this is Dedicated Denise. Great declaration. Thank you. Hey, Denise. Thank you. Morning, Joy Joy. Great, great, great. Each girl, teach. Thanks, you. All right. Is there, if there's no one else that wants to say good morning, we can jump into Love, Life, and Victory. Um, I want to give people the option to speak, but I also want to 
have anyone who feels as though that this resonated with them because they hello? feel as though they are hello. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm hello. Hey, Mama. Hey, how you doing, baby? I, I don't know what's going on with my phone. It hung up on me. It's all right. You doing okay? I'm doing fine. How are you doing That's, this morning? I'm great. I'm great, especially since I heard your beautiful voice. Oh, you have a wonderful you're so sweet. day. You too. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so um, like I was saying, anybody want to share, go ahead and share. And then I was going to say, if there's anybody who feels that they um, they struggle with operating with God from a slave or a servant mind, mindset, and they want to get free of that, I just want you to speak as well. So, um, but yeah, go ahead. Anybody that want to say how, how it resonated with them, what they got from it, anything, now's your time. Hey, Joy Joy, uh, I'll jump in real quick. Uh, I would say that um, once when I first started, you know, coming to church and it was like, okay, who want to do this in the church? Who want to do that? I'm like, I do that at home. I don't have to do it here. But then when you, you sit under, um, and that's just real, you, you, you don't want to commit to too much because as our carnal minds think, we think that we're serving the people in the church. But if our whole mindset and our heart is toward God, we know that it is him, that we're coming to serve in his house, that we're coming to serve him, that we're coming to serve because of what Jesus Christ served already, and that we're just coming to present ourselves. But as my heart grew toward more and learning more, it didn't it didn't seem like, you know, a chore or a had to do. And once I learned that who I was in him and who he was to me, that it was not um it became benefits of being a son, a daughter. It came, it's the benefits of kingdom living. It's the benefits. So, you know, we think about, you know, you said, um, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. God don't have to scratch nobody's back. He created us all. So when we get what we get, it's because one, we deserve it for our righteous living. It's a benefit. And if we don't get it, it's because God knows best that we don't need it. And if we, if we, he does decide to give it to us, he'll give it to us when the, the time is right, when we're mature enough to have it. So, Grace Share, you broke it down. And I thank you for, um, you know, using the prodigal son scripture to um, bring out, because we always talk about the son that went away, but we never talk about the son that felt how he felt. So that was good, sis. I appreciate you. You know, I absolutely love you. Thank you. Appreciate you too. Christina. Yes, Joy Joy. It's Dee Dee. Oh my God. I'm getting my la- my laps in before these kids come. Thank you for that. Your whole share, starting a month off with sonship and just talking about the prodigal son, it just reminds me of how if we're not careful too, like uh, Shell said, we always focus on the son that left, but not on the one who stayed and felt had a, a servant mentality instead of a sonship. And I'm seeing that with how some of us religious people, thank you for saying that too, we are doing more damage to our children. And I'm saying that because mm-hmm. we have to be careful when we are um, witnessing a ministry or whatever, be mindful too that the same way 
God forgave us because that's what it is. Like, and, and with me being with millennials, I hear what they're saying, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. you you can do things. Like, when I think about me, I'll be 56. I know the dirt that I did, right? My mama didn't throw me away or cast me away, but that's what we'll do if we have that religious spirit. We have no grace, and we got to keep grace in this thing so that we're not mm-hmm. losing our children. And that's why I'm even mindful when you said it. We have to watch our mouths and stop talking about people, even people we don't know, because we're good for that. Religious people and Pharisees and Sadducees, I laugh sometimes when I hear people putting their mouth on other people. We don't have a right to do that. Yeah, there's righteous judgment, but we've got to be mindful, just like the prodigal son story. That's so, you, you said so much. I mean, I have notes, but thank you, baby sister Joy Joy, for you to start this sonship off. It's oh. getting ready to be fire. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in that righteous judgment, um, when you talk, when you think about judging, you know, God said, "Do not judge and criticize and condemn um, others." And in the Amplified, it's unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority, as though assuming the office of a judge. So don't don't judge others, so that you will not be judged. For as you judge others, you will be judged in accordance with your measure or standard. And don't look at the speck in your brother's eye and did not notice that that log or that plank in your own. So it's like. Like you're saying, make sure, look at you first. Look at you first. But religious people like to do that. They like to go outward instead of inward and judge others instead of first judging themselves. Um, go ahead. I think, Moxie, you're trying to say something. Yeah, it was me, Moxie, girl. Yes. Joy, you for sure. Thank you, sis. You really set it off. You definitely, you know, just just by first, just by, you know, exposing and letting us know you know what I'm saying, by what's attacking, what's hindering our, our mind from knowing, you know what I'm saying, what what comes with being a son. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love that, you know what I'm saying, the slave mentality. You said so much, sis. You said slave mentality, you know, will come, it, it has resentment. And you know that resentment is real, you know, and what it, you know, continues just to grow in you and you're not even realizing it. You get what I'm saying? So it was just good. You know, mm-hmm. that false, I think you said something about false, what was it? Expectation, ex, I forgot, sis, but anyways. Mm-hmm. But the main thing you said, doing for God instead of being with God. Mm-hmm. When you said that, that just hit, because that's real. Because at the end of the day, we got to know it's nothing we can do. It's nothing we can do to get us in heaven. It's, it was because of what Jesus did, you know? It was because mm-hmm. he's great for us, his love towards us. You know, that, that mindset right there, even understanding that, you know, my my works are is because of who I am. Don't do it in the mindset of I'm doing it for God and I'm doing it, you know, to um, please him. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just, to me, that's what, at least what I was be thinking about it because I know I, I have operated from that, from that space. But just, mm-hmm. I just love how you did that, just how you attacked that guilt and shame bondage on today. You really attacked it. So I love you. I appreciate it. But most of all, you let us know that love conquers all, that the love, even from the father, even from the man, you know, with his son, you know, the understanding that he loved his son, you know, and even how he mm-hmm. showed him that. I believe that even his other son became to understand that right. he wasn't a slave anymore, that he, right. you know, yeah, I, I, I would love to believe that. So God is good. Thank you. Thank you. Just such a great declaration. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, that, 
and that and that's what is the needs to be our focus for why we even do anything. It's not because we expect something. It's just because we love God, because we just love Him, and we do things from a posture of love instead of a posture of um, expectation. So yeah, that's it. We are slaves no more. We are slaves no more. Slaves no more. Yeah. Good morning, Christina Joy. It's Kenya. I appreciate the way you broke it down and used our cell phones to really break down how we are asking for things that really already belong to us and how we are heirs to his throne. And everything that he's put within us is stuff that he wanted us to have in the first place. And um, how I've changed a lot because I believe that one of my gifts is serving. I love to serve, but in the beginning, I was serving, expecting something from him. Now I'm realizing he's just using his purpose. That's his purpose within me, and I'm doing it mm-hmm. for him, not for me. That's it. Yeah, because even, even the leadership style of Jesus, Jesus came to serve. Even even him washing the disciples' feet and understanding that back then, a lot of people didn't have shoes. So he was washing their feet and their feet have been everywhere and they were like why would you wash our feet you are like he's like no i'm serving you so i mean and but but again like you said the kingdom's mindset of having the purpose of serving out of the love for the father instead of out of the expectation that i'm doing this because you're going to give me something in return totally different totally come different. on come on So, anybody else want to say anything? Good morning. God bless you, Joy Joy. Love this you. is Gloria. Thank you, you said, no, you're trying to figure out who it is. I know. God Good morning. This is Hold on, hold on, whoever that was. Hold on one oh, second. Let's yeah, I'm going to. I, uh, I got it. Hey, Christina, I appreciate the um, your declaration this morning. Well, I can't hear you. Are you talking? Or is it me? It went out. Okay. Your heart phone. Go ahead, Ms. D, and then we'll come back to her. Okay. Um, What I got out of this is that um, you talked about the sonship when the father told the son, what I have is already yours. And we talked about evangelism last week and tying those in together, being in fellowship, sonship, relationship, daughtership with Jesus Christ, knowing my position, knowing our position in Christ, that when we or someone returns to Christ, that we can't look at what Christ does for them because he's bringing them into sonship too. So it helps me to remember and to recall and be mindful that whatever God blesses them with, I have a right to all those same things, too, because I'm in sonship. And like you said, I'm already there. The Father has promised me things. Thanks. Have a great morning. Thank you. I'm back. Okay, go ahead, Glow. All right, my phone, you know my phone always drops. Anyway, I appreciate the reminders that we are, that our mindset and how we see things is what will hinder us from receiving more and more of of revelation of what God's secrets are, more and more revelation of what our relationship with it is with him. And 
that we have as much of him, access to as much of him as we want, as we desire, and after we and as we as we are we allow ourselves to to have. So I appreciate you. I thank you. It was it was wonderful, very detailed and orderly, and I thank God for you. Blessings. Thank you, Glow. Blessings to you. Yeah, it's um, it's necessary. And 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 if anyone is wondering what they have, what is already rightfully theirs, because Google is a great is a great um, search engine to use to search for covenant blessings, um, conditional blessings. You can search for the scriptures that will tell you what God has already decreed and declared concerning you and what he plans to bless you with, what he already has given you access to. Um, so that way you can just start to familiarize yourself with what the word says concerning um, what is yours according to what is what has already been decreed and declared. So, Christina, yes, this, is, this is glorious again. I, you you brought that up, and I just want to. This morning, one of my meditative scriptures was Psalm 98, 96. And Psalm 96 six says, honor and majesty surround him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. And I thank God for him bringing it to my mind that the fact that I'm his sanctuary, so strength and beauty are in me because he's in me. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate the word of God, because the more of his word we get, and that's why the enemy be so hard tracked, trying to keep us out of the word, away from the word. Don't study the word. Don't meditate on that. Because the more we get of the word in us, the more of him we actually have access to and revelation of. So blessings mm-hmm. to you. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Good morning, Christina. It's persistent. Um, everyone has said everything, um, but I just want to say that le- I love the reminder of their levels to this thing. And um, you broke it down so clearly on sonship. I needed more clarity on that. I needed more detail. Mm. I need to go deeper on that because I've heard sonship and I have questioned, Lord, sonship. Um, in my own time and just uh, spending time with him. But like Gloria just said, I don't want to be left out of the secret things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be left out of that knowledge and that understanding, nor do I want to operate from uh, a level of deficiency or a level of, um, you know, what a slave mentality has. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't want that, nor do I want to operate. I expect you to do this for me because you do that because I do this for you. We don't want a relationship like that with anyone, really, mm-hmm. you know, especially someone that's close to us. Um, I want mm-hmm. someone to have, do it because they love me, um, because they care for me, because they like me. <laughs> and so, um, you know, to think that God is any different. And then I love what you said about he sprinkled the blood on the mercy seat. That made me want to dwell into that and understand that a little bit more. But I loved it. 
because it made so much sense. And then I kept asking myself, but do you know enough about it? Why does it make sense? Because I've got questions now. All these questions always coming up in my head. That's that different level that I'm on because I'm, I'm you know, digging a little bit deeper. But I so appreciate it because it really set things off. And it made me sit up and, and intentionally listen to everything that you said. So I just appreciate your studying, and God bless you, sis. Thank you. I um, appreciate that. And I'll say this, Persistent, because there are certain things that are spiritual and can only be spiritually discerned. Um, so when it comes to even sonship, especially the fact that it is has nothing to do with gender, has everything to do with the spirit man, um, some of the questions you have, uh, I want you to... The Lord says to test the questions because they come from a spirit, by the spirit of God, and ensure that your questions are not coming from a carnal mindset, Um, but instead filter that through the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord, if this isn't making sense, is it because I'm trying to process it through my carnal mind? Um, So that's what I keep hearing for you is is that you're going to have to, um, because you want to go deeper, but but what I'm hearing for you is the Lord is saying, a lot of the things you seek, you have the answers to from the inside, but that's because it's your spirit that knows, your spirit that knows. So don't allow, so ask the Lord to stop any blockages that are coming from the flesh to get the revelation that your spirit already knows these things. Okay? I will. Amen. Thanks. Christina. Yes, ma'am. It's me again. I just, oh, this is so good. I'm like, I'm pacing um, with this topic because there's so much to it. And going back to, I like the parable. Again, I have to share this because I heard a conversation over the weekend and there was someone talking Mm -hmm. so bad about their child, right? And we know Mm -hmm. the child is doing an alternative lifestyle. He's a boy, but he don't know. He's confused, whatever. But the way this mama, who is um, a preacher and a teacher, tore him down, I couldn't, I was just, my mouth was like, (gasps) right? So it made Mm -hmm. me sad because it's like, this is an opportunity for you to to, to not just show your son, but all those he's connected to, that you're not, you know, casting him away and banishing him to hell and not letting him come to your house. It just really, it really hurts. I mean, when mm-hmm. I say she can preach heaven down, but you can't love your son when he needs you the most. And it, it and you mentioned a transgender because that's so much of what's going on. I work with preschoolers, and just to watch these from 18 months to five years old, I hope that this little time that they're with me, that they can get some residue so that when they have life, because life's gonna happen, that they'll remember me or someone else will be put in their life to not to, you know, not hate on them, but love them back to God, if that makes sense. So I'm just, I know this sonship is going to hit so much of us, but we got to be careful because even with that, the selective amnesia that we get sometime when we get so super saved, we got to go back and say, hey, wait a minute. He loves us. He calls us friend. We don't have to have that slave mentality. Mm-hmm. You got so deep when you talked about you, we probably related because if you said your roots came from North Carolina, I'm just thinking about how we don't really know who we really are because they they were traded off and they were married you know we don't know so we got to be mindful that we don't treat people like that we're not we're not going to have that Sadducee Pharisee we're going to be loving like God because he calls us friends we're not slave we're not servant 
we're sons of him. And, and that's beautiful. And the last thing I'm going to say is I, I remember this, uh, this song, they used to say, Jesus is my homie. And I used to think that was so cool, right? Then I started thinking about it. No, he ain't my homie. He ain't that kind of homie. Because if I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't treat treat him like I roll with, with, with my, my home, my chicks, my girls. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's different. We got to mm-hmm. keep that respect. We got to keep that mm-hmm. respect. So when you said yeah. that, it made a good point. Yeah. Good morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you treat him like your homie too tough, you lose that fear of the Lord. And not fear as in afraid, but that fear as in respect, like reverential, awe and fear. And it's like, that's why you really, you can't stay there. Like, it's good to know he's your friend, but you can't stay there either. You know what I'm saying? So, that's good. Thank you. Thank you, Dee Dee. Lord, I hear something for you, too. <laughs> okay, Lord. So, okay. So, um, Dee Dee, I, I hear that the Lord is saying for you that you are, you are called to um, the the children and the outcasts, those that are forgotten about. He says he's called you to those that have been overlooked or underestimated. Um, those that, um, like you're saying, religious people tend to judge. And it's almost like I see like the Lord is saying he wants you to guard them, guard those children, guard those young people from the darts of the enemy that come from judge and criticism and condemnation um, and continue to shield them from that. Um, I even hear him say there's no, there's no, it's no, ah, what's the word? It's no accident that your son chose to be a musician and that you would support him in such a way and still be around so many other um, Christians that have a tendency to judge and criticize and condemn their own children. But it's because he called you to be a light, even in appearance as a parent. He called you to be a light as a parent and to show other parents how they are supposed to love their children in spite of their own expectation of how their life was supposed to become. So, yeah. Let me just, mm, that's confirmation. Hallelujah. Somebody just told me that this weekend. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. I I receive it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I hear something else. And he says to um, pretend to be water, to be water, because the oil is the haters and the critical comments of others, that it'll roll off of you if you always maintain the state of being water. It won't even penetrate your being. But you have to allow for him to continue to purify even that part of you. That even allow that even can let it get in in those cracks and those crevices of who you are where it bothers you. He's saying he wants to take you to a level because of the platform he has for you. He wants to take you to this level where it doesn't even bother you what the naysayers and the haters say. But it's almost like you rise even above that. All right, I'm done. Hallelujah! Oh Jesus, let me not scare the babies. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Anybody else want to say anything or say something? Boy, Joy, that was good. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for confirming that. I'm like, Didi, I just want a little class for your little water so it'll run the oil run off too. Um, but when I think about how we talk about, you know, our children, we have to love them in spite of. So when they mm-hmm. choose, you know, I'm not gonna say alternative living. When they choose to live the way that they think they want to live, um, do we just make 
neglect the fact that we've taught them all that we taught them and there there is nothing there there there's nothing stuff there is no uh, foundation there is no no nothing that we taught them or how we loved on them like all that just went out the left side of the brain or the right side or they didn't hold on to anything values are still values and we can't stop even though um what it looks like ain't what it is i know it ain't clear speech but it is what it is um what it looks like what you see with your natural eyes is not what it is god sees something totally different and we can't um you know uh throw away what we think it it's gonna be or what we see with our eyes instead of allowing our hearts to be the eyes to be able to see what God sees. He saw mm-hmm. my son always this to me when he messes when he makes me mad. He saw the best in me and I always laugh when he thinks because he already knows. But we have to see the best in them as well. So that was that was great encouragement. So Dee Dee, don't 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 stop doing what you're doing. You know I absolutely love you. I agree. Oh, okay, Lord. And for you, Rochelle, I hear the Lord say, um, start packing your bags. Oh, change is coming. That's what I just heard. You know what that means. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you. All right. All right. Um, anybody else want to say anything before we close? Now's your time. Christina Joy, this is Juanita. I just want to say great declaration. Thank you um, for your obedience. I thank you um, for your teaching. Um, I, um, just, you know, and, and everything that, you know, you're allowing God to use you to do and say to others for encouragement or, or, um, for everything. I just, I love you and I thank God for you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Um, and so Anita, he says he has called you worthy. So what I keep hearing for you. Um, you are worthy. So, yeah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah. Hi, this is Victoria. Um, I'm just calling. It's been a while since I've been on the line, and I'm glad I was invited. Good word. I just want to say, yeah, I I was here. (laughs) Thank you, sis. I appreciate you coming. Please don't don't stop coming. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, Lord. He says, uh, there's a reason why your name is Victorious Victoria, um, because you have overwhelming victory. Did you? Oh, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. He even says you were born as Victorious. Um, yeah. So there's a lot with that. You might want to sit with that. Because okay. that's a place. That's a place he wants you to stay in, no matter what comes your way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on, Joy. Come on, walk heavy in it, sis. I see you. <laughs> I am mad. I am full of this, like, ow, right now. Like, look at my sis. 
Glory be to God. Oh, my God. I just had to come off and say that to you. Oh, walk heavy, son. Do your sizzle. God is good. Your sound is amazing. Everything. I'm just sitting here just like just feeling joy. It is just so amazing. I just had to tell you that. Come on, do your sizzle. Let's go. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Moxie. I'm sorry. Uh, but he says for you, um, he is going to restore and reconcile the breach between you and your daughter where it will be a relationship like you had when she was a child. Um, there was a closeness you all had when she was a baby, when she was a toddler. Um, and he said he wants to restore that to you and her. So, yeah. So he's called you. I even hear him say he has anointed you to be a minister of reconciliation in this season. Um, so that you will be able to have a breakthrough moment with her, um, in the coming days is what I hear. Um, so that you will have an opportunity to speak love and life into her in a way that, um, wasn't, it was not able to be received in time past. Got it. Thank you. Received. Thank you, sir. Received. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So that's it. Um, hey, if there's no one else that wants to speak, um, I will go ahead and close this out. But going once, going twice, anybody want to say something? You Now is your time. Otherwise, I'll give y'all a little bit of time back. <laughs> Good morning, Christina. This is uh, Jubilant. Can you hear me? Hello? I hear you, Juju. I hear you, Juju. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say this was some good word. Um, you know, I would say up until maybe like two years ago, you know, I was bound, like you were saying, uh, you know, with that whole work, work mentality. And, 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 you know, and when, but when I stop and think about it, you know, uh, this, that's been the tool of the enemy. You know, that's the one seed, uh, of, uh, of deception that's been running through for centuries, the church. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it's like a part of a form of, form of indoctrination, you know, that, you know, to have the Martha spirit, as opposed to the Mary spirit, you know, and so um, I can see why it's so hard because even with me, you know, I'm still pushing through because you know that's what I came in with that mentality. So that's pretty much like what's preached a lot. It's not, and sometimes it's not what is preached. It's almost like uh, it's a, uh, it's unspoken, but it's that's the movement. You know, and I really feel like in this season, that's what's happening, that God is, like, waking people up. You know, this whole whole journey since Dion started having, you know, these particular words that God has given to her to give to us, it, I feel like that was the cracking of the, you know, pretty much the seal of waking people up, you know, and letting them see that it's about the relationship and not the religion, not the, you know, the work, the tradition and all of that. That was some good words. I just wanted to say that. Thank you, Juju. Thank you so much. Um, I just, when you were talking, even when you said hello, it was almost as if 
I was hearing from I was hearing for the for the uh, from the Lord for you about there's a a ministry and an anointing He's giving your sound when it comes to um, music and prophetic song. So I hear him saying that you have not only a song in you, I hear him saying you have an album in you um, where it's going to be prophetic worship um, and prophetic song that he allows, he wants you to allow uh, to come forth because it's in your belly and he wants you to allow it to come forth because it will cause there to be a breakthrough atmosphere in the environment where it plays, where heaven will literally come down because of the anointing you carry um, from being a mistral and having uh, an anointing as, as a singer and as a worshiper. Um, he says, you are like my son, David, who will worship me, um, a man after my own heart. So I just heard that for you. That's so powerful, Christine. Because um, I've been, you know, it's been, the enemy's been attacking my voice. Thank you for that work. You're welcome. And so, uh, hold on. Right now, Lord, I thank you for the anointing you have um, over Jubilant. I thank you that you are even coming against every hand of Jezebel trying to attack her sound, trying to attack her throat. And you instead will give her the anointing of Jehu that cuts off the head of Jezebel and destroys even her very work. So I thank you for giving her even the new anointing of Jehu as you cover her with that oil so that every time her sound is released, every time she sings a song and a note, uh, it is a breaking and it is a releasing of your power and of your righteousness. It is a releasing of your justice and your judgment. It is a releasing of your love and your kindness. Um, and I thank you right now that she is even able to walk into it. She is able to walk into it freely. She's able to walk into it knowing it is part of purpose as you will allow for your spirit to flow in and through her in Jesus. Amen. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So that's it. Um, if there's nobody else, we'll go ahead and close this, close this out. We'll close it out. So uh, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and close this out. Uh, is there marriage matters today? I believe so. If not, I'm going to say. But, yes. Um, it's Monday. Yes. All right. Marriage matters at six thirty p.m. Yes. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. So come on and join you guys. Married couples or married helpfuls. Same number. Uh, just in the evening at six thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right. So we'll go ahead and close out. So, um, Abba Father, I just want to thank you right now for even this opportunity to just bask in your presence. Thank you for even allowing your peace to rule in our hearts this day. That you, as you were releasing uh, a wisdom through this teaching that was given, you will allow this teaching to reverberate as an ability with the ability to uh, shift the mindset of those that are operating or in a bondage due to a religious spirit as you will break it off of them with your word, which is a hammer. Um, and you will break the chains off of their mind now in the name of Jesus as you have caused them to have a liberation in this moment uh, from going from uh, the beginning of a month, even if they thought of a slave or a servant mentality as their portion by the end of the month, knowing truly that they have been called to be your son. 
Um, I thank you even for allowing there to be a breakthrough as it relates to the mindsets of thinking this is a gender thing, um, not even thinking that they're worthy of this thing, but understanding that this is what you have called them to be as co-heirs with Jesus. And I thank you that you allow us, even in this month, even in this day, that we will work unto you and not unto man, uh, knowing that from you we receive the reward of our inheritance. Um, I thank you that this season you are blessing us with the reward of an inheritance, that you are blessing us with um, good fruit. You are blessing us with uh, prosperity. You are blessing us with increase. You are blessing us with favor. You are blessing us with promotion. And I thank you right now that as you are taking us from, from glory to glory and from strength to strength, it is not done by our might. It is not done by our power, but instead it is done by your spirit um, because you are able to keep us from falling. You are able to present us faultless um, in the presence of your glory. I thank you for even releasing an exceeding joy because of the presence of your glory, even now in the name of Jesus. Um, and I thank you for this anointing of joy, for the joy of the Lord shall be our strength. And as we go through this last quarter of 2023, I thank you that you are giving us the same momentum and velocity that we had as we were walking into this year, that we will not only finish the year strong, but we will finish it in accordance with the plans and the purposes and the thoughts that you have towards us. As we go throughout this day, as we leave this call, I ask that you would allow there to be a covering and a keeping over each and every person under the sound of my voice, or even those that listen to the playback that you would allow for us to be covered with the armor that you tailor made for us from the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, which covers our loins, the gospel of peace, um, the shield of faith, which covers us on all sides and quenches every flaming arrow of the enemy and the, the sword of the spirit, which is your word. I thank you that you're even sharpening the word by our study and our, and our um, teaching. I thank you that you are sharpening the word with every single declaration that is given this month, that you are sharpening the sword of the spirit, which is also going to be done by our meditation um, that we have outside of this call. And I thank you that you're even giving us, even in this moment, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, and you are filling us even now, um, that you are allowing us to have a hunger and a thirst for um, justice, a hunger and a thirst for moral excellence, a, more, a hunger and a thirst for um, everything that is related to what you have for us, wisdom and um, peace and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and kindness and self-control and love and joy. I thank you that you are even giving us a hunger for those things as we want to worship you in spirit and in truth. Cover every single person under the sound of my voice with the blood of Jesus from the top of their head to the, to the um from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. And I ask right now that you would lose every single angel that is assigned not only to their purpose, not only to their destiny, but is assigned to them according to them being a son, that you allow those angels to go in the spiritual realm and cut off every single flaming head of a dragon, that they would cut off every single attack of the enemy, that they would dismantle and they would destroy it before it even comes to fruition here on the earth. So I thank you for it now that we will have a breakthrough through this month, that we will have a revelation in this month and that we will have people go from levels to levels to levels and by the end of this month knowing exactly who they are and walk heavy in their calling and I ask forgiveness of every sin known or unknown so this prayer be not handed I just want to thank you even now for this opportunity to be with you to be one with you and to be united with you and it is in Jesus name that I pray amen amen yeah have a great day amen God bless you you have a great day too Yes. Amen. 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 Everyone have a great day. Love you all.